0: Dinah Jansen, and it is my great pleasure to welcome two wonderful individuals in live in studio with me today uh, from the Faculty of Arts and Science, Ms. Lindsay Fair. Hi, Dinah. And from Advancement, Tom Hewitt. Hi there.
1: Dinah, thank you for having us.
0: We're so happy that you're here and uh, here to talk about a really great initiative for students at Queen's University today. Thank you very much for your time and this opportunity. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your respective roles at Queen's. Sure, so I think we both
2: wear a lot of hats. So yes, can, you do. <laughs> so, um, my day job is I'm the Director of Marketing, Communications, and Recruitment for the Faculty of Arts and Science. Um, but I'm also a fellow student, I'm a PhD student in geography.
0: Fantastic. And how about
2: you,
1: Tom? I'm the uh, Chief Development Officer at Queen's University, which means that I am uh, in part responsible for fundraising on behalf of the university. Uh, I'm an 82 political studies graduate. I loved my experience here. I married a Queens uh, girl uh, that I had met here and uh, I now have a daughter in first year at Queens. So I'm uh, pretty connected to the university and it's, it's really a pleasure to be back here working.
0: So it's a family tradition for you. Absolutely. Wonderful. So uh, now you've come in today to tell us about the C- uh, Queen's Career Apprenticeship Kingston Program, or QCAK. Can you tell us a little bit about what this program is?
1: Yeah. Um, let me talk about it uh, in the from 10,000 feet to start, because basically this is uh, made possible by a very generous individual who saw... Uh, uh, a need really in his community but realized that it was bigger than just uh, where he lived and that was that uh, talented students individuals were graduating from university from the largely from the humanities not solely but largely from the humanities and they weren't landing meaningful work right out of university which meant that they weren't getting on with their lives the uh, Canadian economy had a whole bunch of talent sitting on the sidelines, in his view, mm-hmm. and uh, they couldn't, you know, start a career, start a family, whatever it was important to them to get underway was totally being stalled. And he thought that the cumulative effect of all those talented young people not getting on with their lives was really, you know, hurting Canada. Mm. Now he saw it through the eyes of his two sons. Uh, one of them was a queen student and then through their friends who were living in the basements of their parents homes and and serving as baristas or other things and not to diminish the role those other roles it's just that you went to university you were very well educated you can read and write and now you're ready to go but people are saying you need three years experience before we can hire you oh
0: it's so frustrating right yeah unless
1: you're an engineer or you know have some technical skills you were finding yourself really, as I keep saying, on the sidelines, unable to get going. And so he thought if he could accelerate that process and get these young people out of university and right into the workplace in meaningful roles, that that was going to have an impact. And if he could do it in a pilot situation and then grow it a little beyond that, as we're hoping to do soon, that others, other philanthropists might catch on to the idea and fund it.
0: Okay, fantastic.
2: So if I can um, add to that, I think we are lucky at Queen's that we have the highest um, employment rate coming out of graduation, but it doesn't mean that that we can't help people get Mm -hmm. an even better job, more closely linked to what they want their career path to be. So it's not to say that our, our... our grads aren't getting jobs out of the humanities absolutely we have a 96 percent um employment rate within six months and that's amazing Mm -hmm. but we can make that even higher we can make that 100 percent
0: with the help of alan for sure
1: absolutely
0: so uh we've learned a little bit about uh where the initiative sprung from uh at at the uh um motivation of a particular donor. What does it, uh, How did this work at uh, the back end of things with the university to get it motivated and get the program
1: going? Well, I think when the Dean of Arts and Science heard about the idea, um, she was very excited because it was an innovative idea. It helped her students in a very meaningful way. And she was really looking to do business a little bit differently wherever it was possible, mm-hmm. and knew that in many cases things like this were only possible with the help of donors. Okay. And, and I, I just say, on a, to be on a bit of a tangent here, that <laughs> uh, philanthropy and giving of donations to Queens has been really an important pillar for the university since it was started and you see it across the university with names on various buildings and uh, and uh, plaques everywhere acknowledging the support largely of former alumni frankly and uh, former students now alumni and that is a really important aspect of the Queen's tradition when we talk about a lot of the traditions the tradition of philanthropy and supporting your alma mater in a uh, financially and as volunteers there's lots of ways to do it. it's not just about money but in certain cases like this money is a big trigger (laughs) then the Dean was captured by the idea then the local community through the Kingston Economic Development Corporation caught on and they're very interested and have been for a long time in having our talented Queen students stay in Kingston and start their life here and be part of the economy and the community and uh, as an 82 grad I can tell you I would have died to stay here and start my life in a city that I discovered and loved and I never never even came across my mind opportunities were fewer it was a long time ago Mm. Uh, but now I, I know my daughter may be listening with her friends today and I encourage these guys to be thinking about maybe a life in Kingston after their Queen's experience.
0: Wonderful. Now, um, you talked about uh, the, the program itself, uh, the Queen's Career Apprenticeship Kingston program. Uh, what kinds of apprenticeships uh, has uh, the Faculty of Arts and Science secured uh, in the past, for example? This is a relatively new initiative just in the last year. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what kinds of partnerships have been uh, secured within the community to help otherwise facilitate this wonderful program?
2: Sure. Um, so some of the really exciting ones that we had last year were with Viva Productions. So um, the apprentice there, she was a videographer for the year. She came out of Film and Media here at Queen, so it was a perfect fit for the path that she wanted to go on. Um, We also had, similar to that, was Make Hay Media. So we had a videographer placed there. That student wasn't from Film and Media, also showing those transferable skills. Um, We have a student with uh, Kelty International Corporation, or better known by our students as Varsity Properties here in town, Um, and they're working on the marketing team as well. Uh, We have Benefits by Design, which is probably the most culturally cool insurance company you've ever seen. Um, Correctional Services Canada, so also getting a sense of what the public sector is like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a whole, there was 10 different uh, companies participating last year. This year, we're trying to triple the program up to 35 uh, and hoping to have 35 different employers participating, um, which is great for the small business community here in Kingston to be able to um, not only give back to Mm -hmm. the institution and the students, in the next generation, but
0: to also um, utilize those skills in growing their small business. Okay. Can you give us a bit of an example, maybe flesh it out a little bit more, what an apprenticeship might look like in practice? You mentioned a couple of the mm-hmm. partnerships that you've had and, and that this is going to be expanding this year, which is really great news. Uh, but what can, a, uh, an what can an, a student expect, a graduating student, expect to do on um, as- their apprenticeship?
2: Absolutely. So the the easy ones that we kind of talked about were the marketing ones, but some other ones might be a um, data analysis, for instance. So you could be working for any business, um, looking through customer data, um, looking through business trends, uh, presenting on where they should be going, new product iterations or product ideas. Um, It could be in doing um, um, strategic planning, helping them do some market research, for instance. Um, They could be um doing writing some of the positions we've seen have been doing uh looking at for this year are writing manuals or more social media type writing so there's different forms of writing those would be great for english students okay so um there might also be um some needs to do uh so in some bigger organizations they need cataloging of information or artifacts and that would be really great for a historian a history student for instance that's like
0: somebody like me i know that's what I was <laughs> thinking, you're yes, you a discipline arts and a historian. I, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, there are a lot of different opportunities for students in arts and science, so uh, in, including the humanities. That. It may not uh, necessarily be obvious to them either. So um, the part of your outreach is obviously coming to CFRC. <laughs> How are, what other ways are, are you promoting this program amongst students at the university right now?
2: Absolutely. So it's really tricky right now. We recognize that students are in exams and this is a really busy time for them. So we don't want to overload them with too much information. Right. But we also know this is critical time for students to potentially talk to their families and their peers, especially over the holidays, um, about what they're going Going to do in May. Mm-hmm. And so they'll start to think that through. So through Career Services, they're hosting some workshops to help students f- get their resume together um, starting early in January. They can even book appointments now through Career Services, um, obviously talking to CFRC. We do ha- have webinars. So mm-hmm. we did one last night and we have another two set up in January. Um, and then we have a website, uh, which is quartsci.com slash q c a k so quartzi.ca uh, slash q c a k um and they can get more information there of course and then they can always come into the uh, faculty of arts and science office which is at the corner of university and union and all of our academic advisors can um, give them information about the program so um,
1: i think if you even googled what queen's apprenticeship up would come a lot of these links if If some of those things aren't remembered, Queen's Apprenticeship.
0: Exactly. And
1: then it'll take you to all the material.
0: Wonderful. So um, one of the things that you actually mentioned too, Tom, is uh, um, regarding philanthropy as well, uh, not only giving back to Queen's, but there's also a sense I'm gathering because this is uh, partnerships within the community itself. Can you flesh out a little bit for our listeners uh, um, what need in the community might these apprenticeships also be filling?
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> Both Tom and I wanted to answer that. I think okay.
0: um, they're 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 paper rock scissoring it. Right I know now. <laughs> we totally are.
2: It's hard to see that on radio, um, but I think the biggest part is that we want to keep talent here. That our our economy, our local economy, depends on young, fresh ideas coming into the workforce, mm-hmm. and those young, fresh ideas are soon going to be the leaders of those organizations. And I and I think. Um, uh, Workforce development is really important to economic development, so if we want a healthy city, we need to develop the workforce right from the get-go, and there's nowhere better to start than the students coming out of such an amazing institution as Queens. All right.
1: I think if Donna Gillespie was here, and she heads up the Kingston Economic Development Corporation, Mm partnered with on this you know they have statistics around uh, related to the workforce an aging workforce which isn't unique to kingston and they know what the demographics are saying and they know the numbers in terms of talented young people that need to be entering the workforce in order for kingston to be well supplied with really talented people and so uh that's we, we are very focused on telling the story to people from out of, outside of Kingston, although some of the people in the program, students are from Kingston as well, that you can stay here, that this is an option for you to start your life after university in a meaningful job, in a great city, with no commute <laughs> that's meaningful compared to some of the bigger cities mm-hmm. and so we think that's really important.
0: Wonderful and now um, can you tell us um, you've talked about some of the skills building and training opportunities uh, do we have like core competencies and particular skills that students might also be developing and uh, that is useful not only for the community and its uh, economy but also in terms of their own professional development.
2: Absolutely so every uh, about every 10 years the Conference Board of Canada puts out a report about the importance of transferable skills, Mm -hmm. um, that the the specifics you learn uh, in on-the-job training um, are more about those transferable skills. So numeracy, literacy, communication skills. Um, and, And these on-the-job training opportunities like this, and apprenticeship is exactly what that's built for. So they now have the theory that they're learning in the classroom here at Queen's and how to think and how to research and how to communicate. They're going to now put it into practice and they're going to learn those skills that will not just set them up for now, Mm -hmm. but for later. And some of the skills, there's a video actually on the website that um, that people can tune in and watch, and the video actually... Uh, talks with a couple of the students, a couple of the apprentices, and they talk about, they've presented um, information at a staff meeting already, and that was so useful for them to develop that public presentation skills, even in the preparation and the research it took to come up with the presentation itself. Um, some of them are doing data analysis, so they're learning that numeracy skills, that research, those research skills, mm-hmm. um, so there is a lot of those transferable skills for sure.
1: And I think that a a lot of students uh, coming out of, again, the humanities really uh, is what we're focused on here in the arts uh, faculty, um, face the problem that I did. I had this great education, but I really didn't know how to articulate what the skills I had gained were, which mm-hmm. seems incredible. But if I, I suspect if some of the students are, are tuned in now, they'll go, yeah, I, I, that's right. I mean, I've written 14 papers a year in political studies or whatever, and I'm, I'm a good writer. But beyond that, I don't know what else to tell you. And you know, you've know, you heard from Lindsay about the list of, of competencies that we know are required in the workforce today. When you go to career services as part of this exercise, free of charge, I might add, to the students, you, they will show you how to prepare a competency-based resume which forces you to tease out of all of your experiences whether it was life-saving you know training in the summer when you were a lifeguard or working in a restaurant all of these things plus your education and then putting them in a in a resume that says here's actually what I have you'll be Some people will be startled Hmm. at all the things that they've gathered over their life that they just took for granted. And that's what I did. I took it for granted and I couldn't put it on paper. So now you're given the opportunity before you leave Queens with Career Services as part of this whole exercise to assemble a really meaningful uh, resume that outlines your skills, talking points for you in an interview then, Mm -hmm. and a covering letter that helps. also, the other part of the program that we haven't talked about is the mentorship rule.
0: Oh, what is and, this? And so this is this
1: is another free service. And and some of the young guys, one of the guys I happen to mentor, who works at Benefits by Design, uh, and is do, just doing a fabulous job there. You know, he's he comes out and he he talks to students. He says, "Now, you some of you might be wondering." What is the catch here? What is it that I'm going to have to come up with? And, he, and then he says, and there's no catch. They just want to help you accelerate your careers. And the mentorship part comes in once you're in the job. Uh, you can, uh, we meet once a month and we talk about how the job's going. I recommend some extra reading because this is supposed to be sort of a bit of an intense experience, it's your first job, it's not just a 9 to 5 thing, outside of work we want you reading and doing some other things about generally what a new employee ought to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And and then in the case of the the young man I'm mentoring, he was faced with a great situation. Four months in they wanted to promote him. That's
2: amazing! But they wanted
1: to promote him and send him to Vancouver. And and so his whole life plan, which sounded perfect, I've got this apprenticeship, uh, it's funded, I've been chosen, I'm going to stay in Kingston, I have commitments with friends and other people for the next year, I know what I'm doing, and oh my gosh, now they want to move me four months across the, uh, across the country. And so we work through that very serious discussion As you might imagine, he's thinking, if I say no, and and in the end he did, and he was leaning towards that. He didn't feel that he was ready after four months for such a big job, and it was a big jump. Mm -hmm. They felt he was ready. That's very flattering. Mm -hmm. But if I say no, is that a signal that I'm not interested in in upward mobility in this country, Mm -hmm. company rather? Uh, So that was a big dilemma for a young guy who was just sailing along doing very nicely.
2: And he couldn't just talk to his employer because that was the one giving him the opportunity.
1: Absolutely. So he talked to myself. I actually brought in the founder and the donor himself to get involved in the discussion and bring in his wealth of experience. We talked him through it. We didn't tell him what to do. Our job as uh, as mentors isn't to tell anyone what to do. Mm -hmm. It's to give them context, to create a certain calmness in the situation. And um, we also work with the companies, the businesses who are partners in this, but um, our role uh, with them is less involved. It depends on their interest in in talking to us. We don't referee between them. The relationship is between the student and the business once this goes off, Mm -hmm. even though we remain involved, but we don't want to get involved in the day-to-day stuff. That's for them to... uh, okay with, yeah.
0: so in, when a student begins uh, in as an apprentice uh, with a local organization um, is is there on-campus work that they do. You mentioned something about courses or, or training or something. I thought too. Is there any other coursework attached to this?
2: No, absolutely not. They're the minute that they graduate from Queens, they are uh, they're a graduate and they're an alum. Okay. And they are now out in the workforce. Um, Queens still provides the mentorship to them during the the one-year apprenticeship program. Yes. Um, and their their mentor might assign, and in this case, Tom did assign some additional reading, but in it's mm-hmm. not a course base. It's not a required. It's a. It's more of a support service. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not other than through alumni uh, relations. They're not connected to the institution officially. Okay. Um, but obviously,
0: we care deeply about our alum and uh, like you. you. Yes. <laughs> um, and, with, and with the continued support and and being there through mentorship and guidance and advice exactly. and resources. And
1: we're trying to create a community of these apprentices and so that and we and we have to be honest mm-hmm. the apprentices that are in place now almost uh, 100% have come out and helped to promote this program for the for the second year of the program so they're in the middle of the pilot they're doing well the only hook to the program to go back to that statement by my mentee is that we had very high expectations that if things were going well we'd like them to come out and tell their story to other people, businesses and students who are thinking about getting involved because they're the best ambassadors for us now Mm -hmm. and to a person they have been outstanding they've been happy to do it they've been articulate Uh, I think they've enjoyed the, the again this is another professional development opportunity to get up and speak in front of people and uh, I think they've just done an outstanding job of, of telling the story to others. And I, I'm really proud of them. So they're a community that's forming on their own. And then each new cohort, I guess, will join and will create a community of these people within Kingston. Okay. Get another connection to the city and to the university.
0: Wonderful. And perhaps new members for the Kingston chapter of the uh, That's exa- Well, that's exactly, exactly
1: <laughs> right. And some and of maybe the mentors will be drawn from... That uh, branch. We'll oh. be reaching out to them and asking some of them to help us out.
0: Wonderful. So lots of connections are being made everywhere. This is great to see. Um, now, you mentioned some of the opportunities that are available for this year. For uh, that, will, and there's going to be some expansion, and students will be able to learn more about this through the website too. Um, but let's get a little bit into some logistics before uh, before the end of a, the program today. Um, maybe about. Let's learn a little bit more about um, who is eligible to apply for this particular apprenticeship program and how they might do so. Sure. So,
2: this is open to anybody in arts or humanities programs within the Faculty of Arts and Science. And so, uh, that's about 60 programs, if I was to list them all. Um, but basically, if they're graduating with a Bachelor of Arts, then they would qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, but. On top of that, Bachelor of Music or Bachelor of Fine Art would also qualify. Um, so that could be health studies, that could be political uh, studies, that could be geography, it could be um, English or history or Jewish studies even. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those people could apply. They start by filling out the application that's already available. There's a, a start your application on the website. Mm-hmm. So that's the quartsidecom slash QCAK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, they'll get information about how to finish or actually start to upload their resume, which they won't need to do until early January. So they have time over the Christmas break to get their resume drafted and then early in January work with Career Services to put on the final touches before submitting the resume. Okay, and is there a deadline that folks need to be aware of? Absolutely. So they're going to have to apply by January 16th, which and that's going to be on the Career Services website so they need to be signed up on our website by at least January
0: 14th to be able to
2: get the invitation to the Career Service The jobs are going to be posted starting um, hopefully by the end of this week, but for sure next week. Um, And uh, those that have already started their application will start to have an invitation to those jobs. So the quicker they get signed up, the first part is really easy. It's just like your name and program. There's no serious commitment. So if they could just go give us their name, their email, uh, and their program, then we'll start to give them access to the career database.
0: Okay. Uh, So we know now where to get more information as well from the uh, website. Uh, perhaps uh, while we still have a few minutes left can you tell us in your own opinion why you think graduating arts, stud- arts and science students uh, should consider applying for this member or apprenticeship program?
2: Well, so I am totally Kingston-biased. I'm not from Kingston, um, I'm and then I moved to a big city. So I'm, I'm from a fairly large city, went out west to a small town, uh, moved to a huge city, and then moved to Kingston, and I fell in love with Kingston. So I've tried it all, small, big, medium, um, and moved to Kingston when I was right around the age that these students will be. I was 23 when I moved to Kingston, uh, and I fell in love with it, and I don't think our students get to see it. They they see parts of it, for sure, as a student, um, but the, the life as a young business person here in Kingston there's nothing comparable across the country in all the cities I've lived uh, there's a quality of life here I can get to white I'm a whitewater canoeer. I can get to five whitewater rivers in 40 minutes of the city my husband is a competitive sailor we're the freshwater sailing capital of the world uh, so there's no sailing like Kingston we have uh, f- two three outdoor markets to buy your groceries from that's amazing the energy in the summer with all the outdoor concerts um, the blues festival it's just a phenomenal experience that I don't think as a student they get to embrace and Uh see and I think getting to stay here for one year while they get their um, feet wet and learn about career um, if they're not sold after that year they can move on and they can go try a different city but I think stay here for at least one year you already know the city a little bit it's not so scary you don't have to move again to something unknown Um, and you might just find that you fall in love with it like I did so that's my stick.
1: I'm sold. <laughs> you know, I think if, um, if Queens was a terrific experience, certainly was for me, uh, and you want to sort of extend that time both in the city and with other fellow Queens people, and there are many in the city who are very proud of their association uh, as alumni with the university, then I say try it out. If, you're, if you know, the bright lights in the big city aren't for you right now, or you want to take your time, easing your way into your work life, if if work-life balance is important to you. uh, It's not that these people aren't working hard, but I think it's easier to achieve balance in this kind of a community. Um, If, you know, you you get to see people like the mayor and other key business leaders, they're much more accessible in a smaller market like this too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just think for the right person, and in no way are we begging people to do this. this is, we're just saying this is great for the right kind of person. And if you think that this, what I've described, and what Lindsay said, uh, resonate with you, then this is the program that worth, is worth trying out. Accelerate your career, get on your way, and then decide what's next in a year.
0: Okay. Well, I think uh, that takes care of most of everything. Is there any final comments that you had to say uh, regarding the program or any uh, inspiration you have for exam-writing students?
1: <laughs> First of all, I'd like my daughter to get back to uh, studying for exams as soon as this is over. Yep. Stop
0: listening to the radio. And start
1: listening. <laughs> but th- maybe some people are interested. How does the donation work? Well, the reality is that what uh, our donor has decided is that um, he he contributes... Four months' salary towards a 12 month commitment. So we ask the local business to commit for a year and he'll pay four months of the 12 month salary. Pretty generous. Mm-hmm. It makes it possible for these people to consider it. And the hope is very much that this continues on, by the way, that this is not just done after a year. And in many cases, we've already heard that people will be continuing on, but um, the interview process will be happening on the university, on the campus, we've made that as easy as we can. The oh first interviews happen, Career Services has wonderful facility for that, so not only are you getting your resume and your cover letter done with them, we also have great facilities to do interviews, so we make that easy, it's right on campus, the businesses come here.
0: And great resources too for developing interview skills too. Absolutely, yes,
1: I couldn't couldn't agree more.
0: (laughs) How about you, any advice for students? Uh, Well I think um, write the list, and the list should include
2: sleep, take care of yourself, do your studying, do your exams, apply for QCAC. Yes.
1: And spend great time with family and friends over the holidays, once the hard work's done.
0: Oh, perfect. That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, thank you very much, Lindsay Fair and Tom Hewitt, for joining me for Campus Beat to tell us all about the Queen's Career Apprenticeship Kingston program. And remind us one more time before we sign off where we can get more information. quartsci.com slash QCAK. Thank you very much. So make sure you get your applications in. Undergrad students who are graduating, there's lots of great opportunities in the Kingston community for you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you both in studio with me today.
1: Campus beat rocks.
0: Thank you. Thank you you very much. Thanks,
2: Anna.